You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Hey, all right. Round two here on the BetQL Network with Jake Miller for producing the action. Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine. Coming up here in a little while, we'll get you the method to the madness. How exactly we think tonight's fights, UFC San Diego, are going to go down. Who's going to win? What round they're going to finish in? And why are you making faces over there? You're distracted. What's going nice on? Nice little head kick from Nina Nunes, dude. Nice little kick. And, and by, I feel bad for Jake. Jake, is a, he's got Cynthia. Oh. <laughs> okay, stop making up, these Jake. faces. So did she Jake, finish the fight or is it still going on? No, but she's piecing her up. There's like 15 seconds left. She's definitely going to win. She she should definitely win. It's 1-1. Definitely. I feel like if, if it's anything else, the judges should be, you know, taken away and suspended. But it should have been Nina okay. first round, second round Cavillo. But Nina definitely won that second round. All right. Well, if you want the underdog, Nina Nunes should be two one. She came in as a plus one sixty. Cynthia Cavillo came in as a big favorite, almost went off as a minus two hundred. Uh, speaking of underdogs, before we spin the wheels forward, let's go back last week to what we saw last Saturday night. We got a chance to see the brother of Kamaru, Muhammad Usman. Win yeah. in impressive fashion, win tough by knockout. I got to tell you, I had a little bit of money on that, so I was excited that it happened, but I didn't actually think it was going to happen. I, that was a very impressive uh, – that dude's got impressive power because it didn't even look like it hit him that hard. So you you, you definitely got the uh, the feeling that Muhammad Usman is very, very strong. Cool moment for the brothers, you know, first brothers to ever win the competition. And, you know, I think that, you know, for him at his age, he's 33 years old to, to keep pushing forward and being on the regional scene like he has – that's an awesome story for Muhammad Usman and, and he's going to be marketable because look, Usman, his brothers, you know, the number one pound for pound fighter on the planet. Like he is going to be in marketable fights, no matter what it matters. And I think that that is a, that is a really, really cool moment for him. I was happy for Muhammad Usman. Then you mentioned the last name. I love that he went out there and earned it by living in that tough house and by winning it in front of everybody, because a lot of people go, Oh, he got fast tracked because of his last name. No, he didn't. He no, had yeah. the same way that, that Nate Diaz did as Nick's little brother and earned your contract in the UFC. So I love the way that he did that. Um, you actually brought Jamal Hill sweet dreams on the show and then he won my knockout also. Yeah, he looks good, man. Uh, he continues to impress and he's got fast hands. I think that he's right. He keeps rising up the division. Doesn't look like he's going to get the title shot. Like you want to against Yuri because they're headed towards a, uh, a rematch with Glover in December, but He's another one. Like I, he's got all the formula. He's a knockout artist. Uh, definitely something that the uh, the this division has been needing. We've been talking a lot about the youth infusement, and I think that he's bringing that. He's got a lot of personality. He's got a he's got a 
insanely entertaining fight style. Um, so he's good for this division. I think he's going to be there very, very soon, uh, even though it's not going to be next for him. Uh, maybe a Jan Blahovich is pissed. So maybe uh, maybe that's the matchup they go with next. Well, that whole thing is weird. Like, so Glover goes out there and loses to Yuri, and then Yuri's the one that calls for a rematch. Now, hold on. What's going on, Jake? So Nina Nunes wins by split decision and then lays the gloves down. She retires right then and there. That's it. All right. Well, that's awesome. That for her, man. That's, that, that's a great way to go out, you know, because she uh, – she fought her tail off in that fight and uh, and looked good. Yeah, I think they were talking though that she wants to like they want to have another kid and things like that. So she's ready to move on, man. That's uh that's a, that's an awesome moment for her. It just kind of makes you wonder if she's doing that. What's the future of her wife, Amanda Nunez? So Nina Nunez wins by split decision over Cynthia Calvillo, lays down the gloves, calls it a career. It does kind of just bring up the question. Does Amanda still have it in her if the two of them are trying to kind of expand their family as you're talking about the last time, I should say now two times ago, that we saw her fight Juliana Pena, it didn't look the same. It kind of makes me think that maybe Amanda can see the light at the end of the tunnel and just say, screw it. All right, Valentina, let's figure out who the lady goat is, at least right now, once and for all. Let's get it on. And then if she wins that one, what a perfect way for Amanda to go out. Yeah, it's I mean, that's impossible to know because you never know what to take when a fighter's in fight week because she was saying in the lead up to Juliana that she wants to fight till she's 40. And, you yeah. know, but you never know, like what's going to be the, the camp where it just doesn't go right again. And she's just like, all right, I'm done with this. I think right now, Amanda probably feels like, yeah, give me all comers. I'll take on everybody. And yeah, she doesn't look very beatable right now. So why would she go away? But you know, life, you know, she, she, Dana said this, like, she's one of their favorite people to work with. She's made a ton of money. Um, you know, for all the crap that you, the UFC does get, she's one of their real success stories. She's headlined a lot of big cards. And, um, you know, I think whenever she goes out, people will feel like it's the right time. Cause she's done everything there is to do in the sport. Oh, Dana loves Amanda Nunes. Like he's got that giant canvas painting of her up in his office. There's no question about that. Amanda, who's won a handful of bonuses, throughout her career. Speaking of earlier this week, Luke Rockhold was very vocal about the 50 G's baby saying that it's not enough money. And look, I'm not talking about for guys like you and me or people that work a nine to five, but in the context of professional athletes and the industry that is the UFC that they sold a few years ago, we all know for $4 billion and it's only become more profitable since then. When we're talking about $50,000 given out for the fight of the night or knockout of the night, whatever it is, I hate to sound petty here, but I'm kind of on Rockhold's side. Like, doesn't it feel like they need to up that number a little bit? Again, this is by professional contract standards, not by what normal people make like you and I. But, you know, football players like Patrick Mahomes are out there making $50 million a year. The crappy backups are making $2 million a year. And if you win the fight of the night, you get fifty grand. do not they need to up that a little bit? I wouldn't be against it, obviously. Like, listen, I'm not against the fighters getting more money. I think that'd be cool. Um, you know, there's nights, though, that in fairness to the UFC, like there's nights where they'll give more bonuses out than they typically do. Like, it's a bonus. They don't have to give you this money. They decide to do that. Um, but, yeah, 50000 in today's day and age, I wouldn't mind seeing that get up to, like, six figures. I feel like that's definitely – like. I'm baffled when like game shows are still like we give fifty thousand dollars to the winner. I'm like, who's signing up for that these days? Really? Like you're gonna you're gonna go isolate and be on television. They're gonna make gazillions of dollars, and you're gonna make fifty k off of that. Um, 
So yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that. What do you think is the right number? What would you like it to be at? Like a hundred k? Spend Dana's money. Quick, you, remember how during the break I was inviting you to Las Vegas? I'm actually going to rescind that invitation and take it back Why? because I've decided I decided you wouldn't be any fun to go with. Like wow, well, it's a you bonus. That I have so a great time in Vegas. It's but it's a bonus. They don't. It have is to a bonus. Charles Oliveira weighs in at 0.02 pounds over, and all of a sudden, Brendan Wells, you got to weigh in. I mean, those are the rules. This guy, like, you're the guy that would just stay in your bed all weekend long, wouldn't you? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, well, we all can't be Hulk Hogan. Okay, let's give the fighters more money. <sighs> yeah, get the fighters more money. But, like, it's – all right. There's a lot of guys – but there's also plenty of people on a Tuesday night who are dying to fight in the UFC and would love a $50,000 bonus too. Like, I don't see people who are just like, hey, Dana White, give me that cheap bonus in the middle. Like, people are happy to get $50,000. Uh, Luke Rockhold's a little bit jaded in that. He's been to the top of the sport. He's been around forever, which, yes, it does give him perspective on – the idea of, man, I can't believe it's not more, you know, but also like Luke Rockhold still in the co-main event of a, of a, of a uh, UFC event. And he's like, what he's lost. What, what was that? What did Andrew say? He hasn't won in five years. Yeah, never would happen in boxing. Dude, you would never have it in boxing. Easy. Yeah. That's coming up uh, next week. The co-main event, Paolo Costa taking on Luke Rockhold. I'm with you there, but the UFC, it feels like, as much as you and I love it, and it's our shindig, there's a lot of issues besides fighter pay. So I came up with a little list that I thought would make things a little bit better. First of all, let's just get a couple of the obvious things out of the way. They need to start this stuff early. It's ridiculous. Wow. And I'm, you me not a good time. I'm in Kansas City. I'm here in Kansas City. You're on the East Coast. How many times has the clock passed midnight when you're still up waiting for a main event? Oh, That's just every cool. night. No, I, look, if you want to put right on the top, forget about starting earlier. No more two title fight cards. I hate it. I hate it. I just, oh, I hate it. Don't look at me like that, Jake. I hate two title fight cards. They take forever. There's, there's double the montages. They could either that or eliminate a cut, make it a four night, make those cards, four card fights, four card main cards, four fight main cards, because two title fights, it's always set up for disaster. And then three title fights, they like to get froggy every now and then. Forget it. You're up till two in the morning. It is a little bit ridiculous how late it starts. Another issue that I have, and this has only been over the last couple of years, and maybe this is just me because let's be honest, I'm not the brightest star in the sky. It's gotten harder to find. Now, the pay-per-views, you just go out there and pay your money and get them. Bro, ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, ESPN++, Plus Plus, ESPN8, the Ocho, like, where can I find the fights? I just want to point out, like, you called me out for fun like 30 seconds ago, and your That's two right. grandpa complaints are, it starts too late, and I don't know where to find it on my TV. Like, bro, yeah. okay, what, what else? Would you like them to be sponsored by Tapioca? What else, what else would you like to do to fix the <laughs> UFC? And this comes from Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This guy hasn't gotten out of bed in 30 years, and he gets a golden ticket, and all of a sudden, oh, Brendan Tobin. Up and out of bed. All right, so I got a problem with the 50 Gs. I got a problem with the late start times. What about open scoring? 
we all agree that open scoring, knowing where we are, would make this sport better, right? It's the only sport that I can think of that you look up at the scoreboard that says nothing. Uh, yeah, my, uh, you know, the conversation that we had with Jared Cannonier uh, a month ago, I, I'm with him. I think that it would make people press. I, I think they're always worried that people are going to lean back and not fight as hard in that last round. But I don't know. I feel like it's always good. I feel like more, more of the case, like in those types of situations, they already know, like a guy like Adesanya, he knows we've seen when he feels like he's up on a card. I don't think Izzy is ever surprised. I think well, I've got a solution part, for that. Let me cut you off. I've got a solution for that. You're not going to like it as somebody that doesn't like bonuses. Give a finish bonus. So if you're up two rounds to zero, you still have incentive to go out there and get the finish because they're going to get another 25 or 50 grand. Wouldn't that do it for you? I mean, they literally do that. That's what performance of the night is. It used to be knockout of the night and submission of the night. They just gave it a fancy name and called it performance. Right. But again, you're talking about giving it to one guy versus every single guy or gal getting an opportunity to get a bonus. For getting the finish so open score needs to happen and while we're on the subject the thing about judging that upsets me the most is anytime there's bad judging dana goes up to his press conference afterwards and says we need to fix this we need to take care of this and then he blames it on the commission of whatever state usually nevada if the fights are happening in las vegas and i get it that's one of the things that's a little bit out of his control but how is that not fixable like guys like you and i that sit around and jake and people listening right now that are huge fight fans we can tell 95 to 98% of the time who wins a fight. There's always that 2% of the time where we're like, oh, damn, I didn't see that coming. Why can't the people that do it for a living get that? What uh, am I missing here? Look, that's a good question. I, I feel like the UFC is one of the – it's the rare spot where they're bigger than commissions. Like, if they wanted to, they could have their own judges. They could have their own – rule like that whole Charles Oliver thing that's not a UFC rule that's a state commission rule where you lose the belt so they technically could do whatever they want it's not a it's their belts it's their rules but they choose to go about having this neutral part. I don't know if that's because they want the appearance to be that they're not fixed they feel like it's a more neutral thing um but with judging like that's never going to change if it's in the state commission's hand they're all 100 years old they're the same people same thing with the referees like Frank Triggs in there uh, refereeing right now like I think that'd be a lot more if we could have former UFC guys as refs as judges I think that will go a huge way into fixing it because one of the things I would say the thing that I want fixed more in the sport is just a little bit more of a discrepancy on like 10-8 rounds like they've tried to do this but you really like like if you're a good striker and you put somebody down like in boxing you put a guy down that's a 10-8 round basically that guy's got to fight his ass off to go and, and get that get that point back um, but in, in, in UFC, you could obliterate a guy like Max Holloway, a la Calvin Cater, and you might not get a 10, eight round. So I would like some more ways like that to be, uh, fixed as far as the score is concerned. Cause they really just, Joe Rogan's talking about that. They've just took boxing's 10, eight, 10, uh, 10, nine system. And just was like, all right, let's just go with this when it's just such a different sport. That's what makes it weird because on the surface, it's like, okay, this guy beat up the other guy because he won by decision. But the truth is, let's say in a three-round fight, he might have got his ass kicked for an entire round, right? He might have just got – he might have got picked up and thrown to the ground and beat up and punched and kicked and elbowed and all these things that you don't want to happen. But as long as that same guy went out there and barely was more impressive in the other two rounds because of the 10-9 must scoring system – 
it is a little bit flawed, which is why not only would I go to open scoring, but with the 10-8, to me, a 10-8 just has to be really obvious. You know what I mean? Like, if a 10-8 happens, it should happen on all three judges' cards. It should be really obvious that it's a 10-8. Absolutely. And some judges are so stingy about it, and they won't give it up. And that's why we'll have cards where it's like 40. You know, some guys, some judges are loosey-goosey. They'll go 10 10 eights and you'll have a 50 44 card and some they'll be like not nah, it's you know 50 45 it's 50 you know so all that being said um yeah I, they got to figure that out better and then the other thing is like especially with grapplers like grapplers just have such an easier path to a 10 8 basically just laying on you and running out the clock and maybe mauling on you more so than if you're an elite striker so i think that's an unfair thing we talk about gambling all the time a lot of the reason why grapplers are solely heavily favored is because they have that path to win decisions easier that's weird. We talk about gambling here on the BetQL Network with Brendan Tobin. I am Sean Levine, Jake Noah for producing the action as always. And my last issue before I get out of here, interim belts, too many of them. Like, it just gets too confusing. Look, if a guy's going to be out for a while, let him hold on to the belt and let the other guys fight. And then when the guy comes back, fight for the actual belt. Speaking of fighting, coming up next, BT, you better lace them up because I'm upset with you. We're going to step into the octagon. It's called, you're going to fight me. You're locked into the BetQL Network.